Hello, I'm Jacob. I'm the host of Open Micers. Do you guys like watching our show? No. Of course you do. You're listening. To sh shut the fuck up, Jason. <laughs> shut up. This is my time to shine. <laughs> do you like watching our show? No. Of course you do. God damn it! <laughs> okay, I'll stop. You like watching our show? Of course you do. Yes. Of course you do. So please support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash ompodcast so we can keep having on fantabulous celebrity guests and local musicians and actors and comedians. And uh, we're going to do a show today with a fabulous uh, international musician. So please stay tuned and pick a tier and give us money. Thank you. Thursday evening, and it is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. You want to introduce our fantastic guest on the show tonight? It's exciting. Absolutely. Our guest tonight is a Norwegian guitarist who has opened for Buck Cherry on their UK tour, even playing in the world-famous O2 Arena. He has also released his premiere album, Firestorm, which we will talk about Please welcome Rocky Kramer to the show. Rocky, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm good. I, I, when he said Norwegian guitarist when uh, last week that we were going to have you on the show, my first thought was, Ingwe Malmsteen's going to be on the show? Ooh. <laughs> now, keep in mind, he's Swedish. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so, close. That's close. It's close. It's close. All, you're all, you guys are all clumped together over there. I never know where's what over there. We're, we're so yeah, spread we're, out uh, here in the U.S., so. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, Sweden is very close. I mean, I can get to Sweden, you know, very, in very, very quickly. Yeah. So it's not, a, it's not a problem at all. So uh, I got, I get to check out your album a little bit today. Uh, I was looking for it on Spotify. It's, it's not on Spotify. Why no Spotify for you? Why no Spotify? Uh, it, it, it was originally, but uh, we're just having a little legal issue with them. Uh, you know, it's uh, about royalties, and you know, uh, uh, you know. The, they're just being being Spotify. That's, yeah, that's what <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> I did. Uh, if you if you're interested in listening to it, it's uh, it's called Fire. Wait, hold on. Let me look up the name of it again. Firestorm. Uh, Firestorm, and uh, you can get it on Google Play. Um, it's also you can get it on YouTube, um, and from straight from your website, it's uh, RockyKramer.com, uh, and you got a pretty pretty nifty website. I'm jealous of it, uh, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Lots of videos and news. Um, speaking of, um, you know, you got your album, came out in 2019. Um, um, how has that been, like, not, have you been able to support it at all because of, of COVID? Or are you just kind of, I don't know, in a holding pattern right now? Uh, we started supporting it. Uh, you know, the first thing we did was uh, play at Sturgis. We played uh, three nights uh, at Sturgis, and then uh, we went on tour with Buck Cherry. We opened up for them on their UK tour, which was a lot of fun. It was really the first official Rocky Kramer tour, so it was uh, <laughs> it was an amazing experience. And then well, we have after... something in common. I actually got to open for Buck Cherry too back in two thousand four. I fucking knew it. I fucking <laughs> no knew it. Way. This guy for has real? opened for everyone. It's like a running uh, joke. Dude. He, he's open for everybody. I, 
I I'm a musician. I've been a musician for twenty no thirty uh, yeah twenty five years now, and I, I you know I was on uh, Universal Records. I got to tour. I got to play with people. So yes, I got to play with Buck Cherry at the uh, the Big Dog Festival in Texas. Awesome, That's and I met cool. Trap. That was where I. Uh, I don't know if you read what's going on with Trap lately and all the crap they got going on on Twitter, but I actually uh, back in the day I um I I stole when we played with them at the Big Dog Festival too. Me and my guitar player Lenny, we uh, we snuck into their trailer and we stole all of their uh, their food and shampoo and all that kind of stuff. So that was fun, and their DVDs. Just just raked everything into our backpacks and ran. So that was a that was a good concert. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to to stop you. I just wanted to mention the Buck Cherry thing, but back to it. I'm sorry. No, no, that, that, that was cool. I I, I enjoy hearing uh, those stories. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Buck Cherry. That was like our beginning. We wanted to play in the UK, and that was uh, is a great opportunity for us. And then we were. It was, it was, this was right before Christmas of last year. Mm-hmm. And then after Christmas, and we were going to get going with more touring, then obviously COVID hit and then everything shut down. So we were just in the middle of, of uh, preparing a summer tour of the US. And then just, you know, everything shut down and we just, okay, we'll just stay at home. Yeah. So you're doing any writing or just kind of just waiting right now? Uh, I decided not to wait. Uh, so I, what I've been doing is instead of writing music, I've been doing covers and yeah. I've been making, I've been recording them. I made a video mm-hmm. for each one. And, uh, that's really kept me busy because I have to, uh, try to think of a way to make it my own. That's number one. And then number two is record it in a way that is interesting to me and hopefully is, is professional enough, but you know, you're, you're at home. So yeah. you're <laughs> limited to some things when you're at home. And then just make a video. So the videos have kind of started out with just like something I shot with my phone to professional cameras and green screen and everything in between. So it's just uh, it's been just doing that, doing everything I can from home. And, and that's just uh, the way it's, it's, it's ha- it has to be right now. So Yeah, I saw one of the top videos you have on your site uh, under the video clip is uh, the top one is Love Gun. Uh, by Kiss, yes. and I haven't gotten to see it yet, but you're you're speaking my language at that point, so oh, yeah. I'm ready. I, I want to go check that out when we're done here. Yeah, uh, what I did with that one is, first of all, I am a big Kiss fan, so well, who that's, isn't that's besides good, Jacob? But, you know, ja- Jacob sucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've been a Kiss fan my whole life, so I, I there's always people that don't like them, and that that's okay. I don't I don't judge, but I've always enjoyed them. So what I wanted to do was mix the, the, the song Love Gun with the, the production and, and ideas of like Michael Jackson, uh, you know, The Way You Make Me Feel, like the Bad oh, Album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of br- bringing in some horns and, and uh, some, some synths and just uh, kind of changing it up. So I'm calling it the 1987 <laughs> cover because Love Gun came out in 1977. So it's just like imagining what it would or could have been. Uh, like if, if it came out 10 years later or maybe it was on the bad album, you know, by Michael Jackson or something like that. So that's just, cool. Just having fun with it. Yeah. While we're kind of on the subject, uh, I know you're a huge ACDC fan too. So what do you think about them having like a, a top 40 album right now in 2020? I think it's amazing that you can put out the same album 
over and over again <laughs> and and just have tremendous amount of success. I think it's great. I think Dude, you know I I, I listen I to it. I listened to it the other day. I was like, man, they still got it, man. They, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's it, yeah, the same it's album, but it's mm-hmm. good. And that's the it's it's ACDC. Yeah, you know, it's, it's they've been they've been like that all. They never changed their recipe. They never brought yeah. in strings or synths or, or drum machines. And it's just it's always been guitars, raspy vocals, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's the way it is. I was ha- I was kind of halfway hoping that uh, we would get an album with Axl Rose on vocals. Oh no! I, I, no, I, I don't know. I, no. I, it would have been interesting, but but yeah. I, I don't think as much as I, I like Guns N' Roses and I like Axl, I don't know if the, he was the right fit for ACDC. It's a different yeah. It's a different thing. Look, you know? I just no, got to yeah. throw this out there. I have never, and I'm one of the few people on the planet that says this, but I was never a fan of Guns N' Roses. Just something about them just never clicked with me, and I've never liked them ever. Dude, you you you're seriously telling me right now that you cannot bump patience. You can't bump patience, no, dude. I don't like the way he sings <laughs> at all. There's something about Ax- Axel Rose, uh, the dude. <laughs> Axel Rose, the dude from uh, um, what was that band that gotta keep them separated? Um, Offspring, dude. Offspring. Dexter Holland. I you can't cannot stand shit on his. Holland there's on just my fucking podcast, dude, dude. There's certain singers that just some. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me, and I don't know what it is. But th- those are two guys that are like that for me. Well, I love Dexter Holland. After this, I'm gonna try to find out who his agent is, so we can talk to Dexter Holland. Hey, and I'll, just, ha- and me, I'll have me him on the show. Gonna, I'll tell him I don't. On you for an hour. How, how's that? That's you feel? fine. Because, you know, I suck, too, you know? <laughs> That's why I'm doing a podcast uh, from my, my you know, little one-bedroom apartment, and I'm not living in a mansion somewhere because I suck. So there you go. <laughs> oh. That's true. Fitting straight facts. Yes. Uh, so I know you're the, mu- you're the musician, Jason, but I'm going to ask a technical musician question. Why do you prefer to use the uh fender stratocaster guitar over any other guitar uh it it's really something that uh it didn't take me long to figure this out you know when i was when i first started out on the guitar i I only had an acoustic and it was really my brother's acoustic and when i bought my first guitar it wasn't i didn't really have that many options just for financial reasons Mm -hmm. so i just bought something that was cheap and uh, when I finally started thinking, well, what guitar do I want to play? I was originally influenced by, you know, again, with Kiss, uh, you know, a lot of uh, people that play Gibson Les Pauls and, and so on. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of different types of guitars. But I realized that the Les Paul wasn't the perfect instrument for me, even though I think it's a great guitar. I, I, I still wanted to keep looking. And I, this is when I was a huge fan of Ingvin Malmsteen and I was just listening to every Ingvin Malmsteen song over and over again and particularly the first album and uh, he's you know I, I, f- I found some videos of him I, I think when I first heard him I didn't know what guitar he played but then I saw a video of him and he's playing a Strat and this is you know my association with Strats originally was that they were kind of associated with kind of uh, softer types of music I didn't think it was a metal guitar and I was playing metal I just didn't think it would it would fit but then i'm watching ingve and of, of course 
I realized that, you know, Deep Purple and Jimi Hendrix, and of course I was a big David Gilmore fan. So I realized, okay, I got to try, you know, a, a real Fender, not just like a, a copy or something, you know, well, that not doesn't only have those, Fender name on it. Not only those guys, but Jakey e. Lee too, um, when he was Jake playing e. with Ozzy uh, back in the day, like that sound he yeah. got was just metal as hell. And he, he you know, he played... Fenders and Fenders have always been my favorite guitars too. Every guitar I've ever bought, yeah. I've, I've never bought anything other than a Fender Stratocaster. There you go. Yeah, I mean uh, Dave Murray from Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's always played Another Strats. One. And uh, so I guess my approach was kind of like Dave Murray's, and then I was putting uh, humbuckers and uh, Demarzios in, in the guitar because I love that humbucker sound. I thought the single coils, even though they're mm-hmm. they have a great sound, I just I want a little bit more output. Well, that's and, uh, that's what Eddie Van Halen used to do. You know, he would take the the Stratocaster exactly. body, but he would take the humbuckers out of the the Gibsons and put it in the the bridge position. That's and that's the only pickup he had was the the bridge pickup. And right, you know, he, Eddie Eddie's the got the greatest guitar sound on the planet. And you know, because look at the Frankenstrat, like that's that's my my. Yeah. That is the one guitar I want when I I have money one of these days. Before I die, I'm going to own a Frankenstrat <laughs> uh, replica. Like a, a replica, I was going to yeah. say. If you want the original, I <laughs> think. I don't know. know. know if, I don't know if the original is even for sale. I think no. isn't it in a museum or something. Yeah, it's or in the Smithsonian, I think. Either that or it's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it is pretty uh, unique. I mean, when you look at the replicas, it's amazing. I was looking at them when they first came out. And uh, it was amazing how much uh, they put in, how much work they put into adding oh, yeah. all the little scratches and, and the, there's a penny or, yeah. or, or, or there's a coin and all these weird little things that, the, that Eddie the, thought bi- would, would they put They help put the bicycle me. reflectors on the back of it, just like he yeah. had everything. So cool. That's amazing. Very cool. I mean, it was, it's like that guitar it was just so, so amazing. But and speaking really of, a, speaking pretty, of pretty Eddie... Neat. Like you know, you you took the last name Kramer. Like you have a missed opportunity to be uh, endorsed by Kramer Guitars. That you know, <laughs> Eddie used to be a Kramer player back in the late eighties, and until he got hooked up with uh, the Paul Reed, well, not Paul Reed Smith, but um, who was it made the music uh, bands? Uh, well, Ernie Balmick's music Ball, man. That's right, yeah. Uh, but uh, he was with PV for a while too. But mm-hmm. I don't know if the PV deal was very good for him. I'm not sure. But uh, I heard the Kramer deal was pretty bad too, because he, uh, he had, I guess he had a pretty bad relationship with uh, uh, whoever the uh, the top guy is over there, because he was basically saying that they didn't make uh, guitars for him. So, wow. and he wanted them, you know, he doesn't play the production line, so yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he had them all special made for him. But uh, apparently, they weren't very good at doing that for him. So, so how did you take the uh, the Eddie Van Halen death this year? It hit me hard, honestly. Uh, it was tough. Uh, it, it, it happened. Uh, I do this uh, show on, on Twitch uh, called Rock and Roll Tuesdays, and he died, I think it was the same day. Mm-hmm. So I just did the whole, the whole show. I just did a bunch of Eddie's uh, or Van Halen songs. Uh, and, of course, a lot of the people watching are, are Eddie fans, so they're all suggesting songs. So uh, we did a bunch of them. I think we finished, I finished with uh, Right Now, which is a you know, great, great fin- fin- yeah. finisher. So it was just... Uh, it, it's tough because Eddie is such a big influence on a lot of guitar players, including me. And uh, uh, it's just, uh, it, it's a shame. But I, I knew it was coming because I knew about the cancer and I knew that, 
he was trying to, to get treatment and, and at some point it's just uh, it's too late cancer yeah. you know catches up with you and uh, eventually yeah. you just uh, can't uh, do anything yet. i'm just hoping yeah. we could have gotten uh, one more album out of him you know like the original that, that would have been great yeah, uh, what was the last one? It was, it was, uh, some, a different kind of truth in 2013. 13, yeah. yeah. So it's, well, it's, a, it's a shame. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, his estate might have, you know, access to his, you know, stuff he recorded and never released. Like, Chris Cornell right now has a, a number one hit out because he covered Guns N' Roses' Patient, and they put it out, and it's fucking everywhere, and it's better than the original. <laughs> and now we're back to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I love Guns and I mean I love Soundgarden, so I, you know I'll take that. Yeah, dude, listen to Chris Cornell's patience. That's just what it reminded me of, like because I, I, I feel like to, every musician has so much. Like I think every musician has so much that they have recorded that never released. Like Prince had a you know a number one album after yeah. he died. Well, the thing they were talking yeah. about with Eddie is he has he has so much stuff in fifty one fifty, but none of it's digital and it, none of it is uh, labeled properly. Because you know he's just would just record stuff and then just shelf it, so nobody knows what's on these. Like they say, there's like hundreds of reels of tape in there, but ah. nobody knows what's on it because none of it's labeled properly. I feel like that's what's wow. gonna happen with my comedy notebooks after I die. <laughs> like no one's gonna be able to interpret it. Oh my god, they're gonna think I have the ravings of a lunatic if they look at mine. They're gonna be like, "What the hell is with this guy?" Dude, yours is just scribbles. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, we were at the, the, the roast battle the other night, and I was showing Compton some of my notes, and I was just like, I don't even know what I'm saying here. Like, I found pages that just say, like, face masks and cake. I'm like, what does that mean? Make a connection. Make a punchline. <laughs> but uh, we, we talked about this earlier. We touched on it. Why, why did you choose uh, Rocky Kramer as your stage name? Uh, if you see my real name, which is, it's a very Norwegian name. It's very, uh, regional. Yeah. And, not uh, going to try to pronounce it. Yeah. I, I was going to look, gonna, when I, when <laughs> look it up there, here, yeah. see if I could pronounce it real quick. Uh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, hold on. Let me open up the bio. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, where was it? I just saw it a minute ago. Uh, uh, the, let's move on. <laughs> God damn it, Jason. <laughs> I, so try to find it while I while I uh, while I explain. Uh, I was originally like when I first made, made the first demo for Firestorm and uh, the first demos as a solo artist when I was eighteen. I was still using my my real name and 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 uh, this is going to take us back. But uh, this was I had a, a MySpace profile from uh, like an artist page uh, on MySpace uh, with my actual name, and then I decided to change it because I wanted a name that. Uh, would be easy for Americans to pronounce right. and to read, and I, I figured that maybe and 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 in some respects, like Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger said that uh, you know that at first nobody could pronounce his name, but then eventually everybody knew his name. Everybody knows my name, you know. And then <laughs> it's just uh, it, it's it's maybe it would have been cool to have a name that nobody else has. But I just I figured that if you know Rockies, you know from the Rocky movies, you know they're chanting right. Rocky. You know exactly how to pronounce it. You know you know how it spells. And Kramer was just from Seinfeld because <laughs> uh, again, you know they say Kramer. They don't they don't say you know Cosmo. Yeah. So right. 
uh, they just say Kramer all the time. So you're always hearing Kramer, Kramer, Kramer. So I just figured like those are two names that together hadn't really been used other than it was a character in a movie in the 50s. But uh, at RockyKramer.com was available and I could get Rocky Kramer on, on, on like every social media except Facebook. So I figured it, it's from a marketing standpoint, I just have to have a, sh it's a short name and you should have a short name if you want to be an, be an artist because people remember short names better. Yeah. I just figured just keep it short and simple and, and that, that'll keep right. people uh, wanna, from forgetting you. I want to shout out I Am The Rampage and Davlex9 who have joined us in the chat room. Uh, they've been in there for a little while, but I uh, haven't said anything to them yet. So hi guys, uh, thanks for joining us and I'm going to try to pronounce it now. <clears throat> Here we go. Go ahead. Cinder Langhell. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, but think of think of it as as Andre, but Sin. Oh, Sindre. Sindre. Like okay. Sindre Langhell. Okay. Yeah, it's decent enough. Uh, See, I'm in, smart. In, in Norwegian, you 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 want to pronounce the e at the end. But I figured if I was going to use it, I would have just had Langhell as a as just keep kind of keep it a little more uh, international. Yeah, it would have worked. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Capitalize the hell to make it super yeah. heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could have taken the hell out, just been Lang or something. You know, there's always yeah. things you could do. You can always do all these things when you're coming up with these names. So you said that as a solo artist, I mean, you, you know, around 18 years old. That's really young. You're closer to my age than Jason's age, which is, you know, pretty Shut. bizarre for us. Actually, we Shut never talk up. to anyone that's closer to my age. <laughs> You're you're very far away from dying. Jason is not. Yeah, I'm right there. Um, <laughs> ouch. But yeah. I mean, I I feel this as as a young comedian. It's it, there are more challenges for me because there's so many people that underestimate you in the industry when you're coming up young, and you have to really work for that kind of respect. Did you did you ever kind of run into that when you were just starting out? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's always tough because when you're young. And just starting out, you know, people don't care because you're not successful. And then it's just you're always just trying to chase that that opportunity that, that can help you at least meet someone or, or or do something that people notice. And that's always hard getting that first break. And uh, it's just uh, it's always been tough. And that's really why I moved to L.A. was just because in, in Norway it, it was it was it was tough. You know, it's tough to get noticed by anybody that uh, can help you because it, it is a business. It's the music business. And uh, as much as, you know, A, you love playing guitar and you love singing and you love doing karaoke on Friday nights, you know, at some, at some point there has to be, okay, a plan, a business plan. And it has to be, you know, you know, people have to get paid and, and things have to happen. And, and there has to be contracts and lawyers involved, you know, all the fun stuff. That was, the, then, you know, <laughs> that was always the biggest slap in the face. You know, because yeah. you're doing, you're, you're just playing, you're having fun and you're starting to get some notoriety and then you're starting to get label attention. They come in and then you, you know, you're, you're excited because you're, you're, you're going to get signed and all this stuff. And then you find out it's like uh, road managers and regular managers and, and, and lawyers and A&R guys and like all kind of stuff you got to deal with and people you have to pay, you know, you got to pay your road crew and like. You got to pay for your own gas, your own hotel rooms, everything. And it's like, how do people become rock stars? Like, we're living off of like cheese crackers that, that you know, that we're stealing from the back <laughs> of the, you know, these little crap bars that we have to play. And then he goes like, we would go on tour 
And we would be on our own tour playing like these little bitty clubs, like, uh, you know, around the country, at, like two or three nights. And then we would go play, you know, we were also on tour at the same time with a band like Three Doors Down. Like every th- three or four nights, we would play with them. And it's like, you know, we're playing in front <laughs> of 12,000 people. We've got like this backstage with like all this food and like masseuses and everything. And then the <laughs> next night, it's back to like, can we can we get a sandwich plate, please, from from Walmart so we can eat? <laughs> like people think you're like living the dream, but really it's like you're you're, you're living on the floor of a van. Is <laughs> pretty much what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. It, it's a tough uh, it's a tough lifestyle, but uh, it is. Um, I think it's, it's like if, when you're a teenager and you're you know you're dreaming of being a rock star or whatever. I think it's important to go out there and, and at least give it a, a fair shot just to, in, instead of thinking if maybe I could have, you know, been yeah. successful if I had tried, you know, it's better to try it and, and, and kind of have reality, deal with reality instead of uh, just uh, dealing with, uh, you know, your imagination and then thinking about how life could have been because yeah. I, w- we tend to imagine our lives better if we had done the other thing. Right. So, yeah. It's always, you know, grass is always greener on the other side. So it's it's important to to just do what you what you're passionate about, and hopefully it'll work out in the end. I mean, when you read about a lot of, uh, and I, I read some some good uh, autobiographies of, of rock musicians, and it's even the ones that were successful. They're still when they're writing their autobiography, they're still pretty bitter about the <laughs> yeah. things, how things turned out. And yeah. you're thinking, wait a second, you are the you're the successful one. You're the one that I'm inspired by, and yeah. you're telling me that you're you're not happy about what happened to you because you got everything. And you know, I mean, so it's just, uh, but it's about taking advantage of the opportunities that you get. And you know, I'm lucky enough to be I'm a signed artist, you know, and be smart tour, with we, your money, be smart. We're going to be <laughs> where exactly, you know, it's about not spending it. You know, I don't do drugs. I never have. And that's mm-hmm. just, it's an important thing for me. I always make a big, big deal out of that because that's generally the, yeah, you know that's how you that's how you fall down, and I for some reason cannot whistle there. I don't know what happened. One of the things I, I wanted to ask you about you have I listened to your uh, some of your album today, and um, it reminded me a lot of that. Like, and don't take this the wrong way, but it's like '80s era, like guitar god kind of music, like the the whole you know, like you said, Ingvay Malmsteen, um, uh, you know, Steve Vai, uh, people like that. It, it's very much in that vein of kind of the 80s metal um but i kind of do you feel like that that music i feel like that type of music is about to make a huge comeback because i i i listen to the radio the past few years and it's just it's it's, yeah it's like i don't know man it's i feel like rock's about to make a huge comeback because it's been gone not really i mean it's been more underground than anything like I guess where people feel like rock should be, but at the same time, it's not, it hasn't been mainstream like it was throughout the, you know, the seventies, eighties, nineties. And, you know, it kind of started to go downhill in the two thousands where you can't, you don't really hear it on the radio anymore and stuff like that. So I have a feeling it's about to make a huge comeback. And Bro, I, your questions take thirty minutes to ask. I'm sorry, man. I, I just <laughs> when I'm talking about music, it's like I, I don't know. I have weird feelings about it. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I consider myself an '80s rocker 
uh, that had the misfortune of being born in the 90s. So I, I always loved the 80s. That was, that was definitely my favorite era, both uh, in terms of music and, and movies, just entertainment, uh, arguably fashion. You know, yeah. sometimes it's, it gets a little weird, but, but uh, you know, in, in, a, in a good way, in a fun way. I think the 80s uh, seemed pretty fun, uh, at least from, you know, my perspective of not having lived it. But, uh, you know, when I, was, when I was growing up and when I started writing music, I wasn't really into the music that was out, the music that was on the charts. It didn't really uh, catch my attention. And of course, uh, like you said, it wasn't rock. You know, it wasn't, rock was kind of, uh, uh, you know, it was rare. I remember, like you said, like Three Doors Down was, 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 I, was one of those bands that was like, wait a second, this is, at least, you know, this is rock, you know. Mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it didn't happen all the time. So I just wanted to uh, make music that wasn't about what was current at the time. I just wanted to make music that I enjoyed. And most of it was either 80s or, or 70s. Maybe some of it was 60s, but definitely mostly 80s and 70s. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to keep that going. And, and you know, to some people, that's, that's you know, what they, what, what they want to hear. So I, I think it's, it's important to sort of give people that chance to relive the 80s, even though my music is technically new. Yeah. It's sort of, it's like, what else could have happened if the eighties kept going, you know, <laughs> instead of changing into the hip hop and, and yeah. all the, the grunge and the, you know, the nineties, uh, no reverb uh, type of music. Well, there's no, nothing so, quite like the, the, you know, going to like the big arena rock bands. Like my very first real right. rock concert was, I, I got to see when I was 12 years old, I went and saw Motley Crue for the Dr. Feelgood tour at the Coliseum. And then, holy crap. I was like, this was, my hand was stuck like this for like a month. Just <laughs> like, oh, I, yeah. I miss those huge concerts yeah. like that. Well, that was the carpal I, tunnel, but yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Arena rock is, is just, uh, it's just a really great thing, you know, going like, like, you know, I'm a big kiss fan going, going to see kiss with putting on a big show in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people. I think that's a really cool thing. I, I, I personally think that's cooler than, you know, going to like a little small club, listening to something that's very, you know, strange and, and obscure. I just, I think it's like having that sort of big sound with the big guitars and maybe synths or not, no synths, big drums and uh, a powerful vocal. I just, I just, I, I want to see that forever. And obviously a lot of the eighties artists are now either, well, it's some of them are retiring or some of them are just not doing what they nor what they did before. So I just want to be that new generation that when, you know, whenever the Rolling Stones decide to, to retire, which will <laughs> probably be never, never, because Keith Richards is, is going to outlive us all. They should have just used um, what was whatever's in Keith Richards' blood to, to make the COVID yeah. vaccine is what they should have I think done. they should have. I would have <laughs> taken it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just yeah. take his blood straight out of him, inject it into me. We'll be fine. Just yeah, just give me the meat. Uh, so yeah, uh, so I'd like to be that sort of next generation of rock and and uh, sort of take over because those guys aren't going to be around forever. And you know, Kiss they're doing or they're trying to do their farewell tour, even though they're kind of they can't right now, but they will eventually. And uh, of course, they're known for doing farewell tours that oh the never Kiss end, so. the Kiss farewell tour nineteen ninety six to twenty twenty <laughs> yeah exactly that's the the forever ending uh, yeah. I mean it's a business I mean, Rolling Stones obviously the same thing you know they 
they've uh i think their first farewell tour was what in the 80s or something well i remember for uh, they they were doing the steel wheels tour in 1989 and my dad wanted to take me to their concert because he was like this might be the last time i ever get to see the rolling stones that was 1989 (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly imagine that imagine that but man, you got uh, you got the chance to actually do the damn thing that I feel like most young uh, European artists want to do is play the O2 Arena. Like, as a young comic, if I ever get the chance to play MSG, I'm never gonna believe it. I mean, were you, was it was it kind of like a <laughs> right. daydream when you finally got to like the pinnacle of European music venues? Uh. It's uh, it's always nice to being able to play, play for like a big uh, you know a good audience every night. Uh, it was it was a short tour and I wish it was longer, but uh, it was still nice to be able to do that. Even though they're not there for me, and that, that that's my goal is to play you know big venues, not necessarily oversized, but or, or stadiums, but just being able to play you know my music for for my own audience is is that's you know that's the dream. Yeah. Absolutely. Get there. So, um, actually, we're coming up on the end of the show. Uh, it's been absolute uh, a blast having you on the show. I love having musicians on the show. Feel like uh, I, I have somebody that I can connect with and brag about my past glories with. <laughs> well, you know, I, I love talking to musicians. You know, it's, it's fun hearing other people's stories because all I have is mine. Yeah, Jacob always makes uh, fun of me every time I bring something up. He's like, "This again?" I'm like, "I've never told this story." <laughs> <laughs> it's a new one. Yeah, yeah. He's just mad because he hasn't done anything yet. He's too young. Hey, <laughs> look. All right, I have my nice little comedy repertoire. Uh-huh. You have your fucking your bullshit acting and successful music career. Fuck uh-huh. all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll stick to my thing. Yeah. Um, well, Rocky, is there anything you would like to uh, uh, put out there before we leave where they can find you on any social medias? Uh, you know, like I uh, said, RockyKramer.com and what, what's your social medias they can reach you at? Uh, it, it's uh, it's pretty easy. It, it's Rocky Kramer on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, also on Twitch. Uh, please follow me on Twitch because uh, I okay. do a music show every uh, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. I don't do it right now because right now I'm in Norway. So, uh, uh, but uh, so that's something worth uh, checking out if you like rock and roll, if you like it, time traveling a little bit. Oh, yeah. uh, what else? Uh, Facebook is Rocky Kramer Official. Oh, so that's awesome. it. So go yeah. check out his album, everybody. Go 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 get it on uh, Google Play. Please. Uh, where else was it? About, was it at? Was it Google Play? And it, um, I saw, yeah, it, it's everywhere except Spotify. Yeah, so pretty it's, much. And, and iTunes. It's available. On, <laughs> it's available on vinyl and CD. If you're into that stuff, uh, there's Ooh. a link on my uh, website. I like vinyl. I might have to. I need order to track down that CD. I'm a CD man still. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but uh, also, I, so I want to give you. Oh, me too, dude. I still bump like Stone Temple Pilots on CD in the car. Like, don't try to be cool. 
Hey, I was an STP, bro. Come on. Uh-huh. But no, I want to give you a huge shout out, dude. You're definitely one of our most dedicated guests because it's fucking midnight in Norway right now. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. It so, is. Yeah. Huge shout out for to you for coming on our bullshit show and talking with us. We appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, for coming absolutely. On. Hey, thank you guys. Uh, I had a had a blast. So, Jacob, anything you want to throw out there before we leave tonight? Um, not really. Uh, when this episode comes out, I will already have done my show tomorrow night in Panama City. So, uh, I guess when you're watching this, I don't know. Ask me how it went. Uh, okay. Spoiler alert: Not good. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to play our music here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmikers on Twitter and openmikerspodcast on Facebook. Thank you again to Mr. Rocky Kramer for joining us on the show this week. And go go give us money at Patreon at patreon.com slash ompodcast. And we'll see you next week.